Colter Nuanas from ESPN Montana here at the M Store. Proud to present our Nuanas Now podcast each and every day, available on all of your various podcast hosting platforms. One of their awesome partners, a guy that really is uh, helping spread the word about the M Store, is Grizz All American Junior Bergen. What's up, man? Thanks for coming in. Yes, thank you for having me. First of all, you got a cool t shirt. What's it like being on a t shirt? You're a kid from Billings, Montana, so that, yeah. might, that must be kind of surreal knowing there's a t shirt of you at the M Store. Yeah, it's pretty cool. Um, I went to a couple basketball games back home. And uh, I saw some kids running around with I their love shirt it. on. And it was really surreal. It was a cool moment, cool experience for sure. Uh, that's so cool. You guys do such a good job of embracing how much the community loves you. But when people are looking up to you like they do, I mean, they think, I mean, you're the man right now. for <laughs> <laughs> the University of Montana. What's yeah. that like being a Montana kid? Um, it's different for sure. Um, you know, growing up, you kind of look up to guys like who are in the NFL totally. and stuff like that. But, um, you know, it's just great to have a, a positive influence on these kids' lives. Um, you know, I just wanted to make sure... Uh, I set the example and lead by example and give them someone to look up to. Go check out the M Store. They're located there at the corner of Higgins and Broadway here in the city of Missoula. And you can also visit anytime online, MontanaMStore.com. They have all the latest and greatest, a whole bunch of original Grizz gear. And of course, they have Junior Bergen t-shirts. Junior Bergen, proud partner with the M Store, as well as us here at ESPN Montana. Thanks for swinging by, man. Yes, sir. Thank you for having me. The M Store, where they're all Grizz all the time. Sportsbet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sportsbet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. ESP. Radio for Western Montana, KKVU HD3 Stevensville, and 102.9 FM on K275ES Missoula. It's time for Montana's only daily sports talk show, Nuanez Now. Watch the show statewide on SWX Montana Television. Finally, finally, at long last, we are finally back, and it's a big day. Big announcements coming up, a big birthday to celebrate, a whole bunch of news, and much, much more. Welcome in. It's Nuanez Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in SWX Montana Television. If you are watching on TV, we're not in the studio. This is Coulter Nuanez. I'm in Spokane with Andrew Houghton. We're going to get with... Andrew here in just a quick minute. A couple big announcements regarding him, regarding Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. But more than anything, the biggest announcement here today is that we are in Spokane for the Big Sky Conference kickoff, which means football at long last. Finally underway and back in the state of Montana for both the Grizzlies and the Bobcats. And we are so, so excited at both ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, and Skyline Sports to bring you all the action all throughout the year and give you all the best analysis 
all across the state of Montana. You want to tune into the show in some form or fashion that's not the traditional radio or the television, go to our station website, 1029ESPN.com. Click on Listen Live tab, and there you'll find the stream. You can also interact with us both via telephone or via text message, 406-888-1029. That's 406-888-1029. All guests join us via the Rangish Brothers RV phone line. We're going to start things off with the Montana football hour. We had a couple Montana football hours in the spring but nothing like what we are going to embark on for the first hour of Monday's show uh, each and every Monday from now all the way through December. I'm expecting this to be a huge football season, both for the Bobcats and the Grizzlies, and uh, a lot of teams from the Big Sky Conference. I think the Big Sky Conference right now is certainly uh, the one of the top two leagues in the FCS, but probably, in my opinion, the best league in the FCS from top to bottom. So there's going to be a lot of football from this league being played in December. We're going to get to a couple thoughts about the new Big Sky schedule that came out earlier this weekend. The TV schedule, both with ESPNU and Root Sports and our good partners at SWX Montana Television. We're going to talk preseason MVPs. Eric Berrier from Eastern Washington and Trey Walker from Idaho. uh, The respective most outstanding players for the preseason. The polls are also out. And uh, amazing how much they mirror each other. The coaches poll and the media poll, identical for the first 11 spots. That's right, 13 teams in the Big Sky Conference, 1 through 11, exactly the same as voted on by the league's coaches and uh, the league's affiliated media members. Uh, So we're going to get to all that as well. Then also a ton of great guests. First and foremost, Andrew Houghton back in the saddle at both Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. He's joining me here for the Montana Football Hour. Within this hour, we will also have our Garden City Spotlight featuring a couple great outstanding University of Montana football players. Both Jace Lewis, a senior linebacker, and Dylan Cook, a senior offensive tackle, will join us. We talked to both of them earlier today during the Big Sky kickoff. Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach, will join us as well. Second hour, a couple more fun guests. Sam Herder, Hero Sports, going to swing by, as will John Casper. He's a senior associate commissioner from the Big Sky Conference. He's the director of championships. But also, he's a Montana native, uh, the former media relations director of the Big Sky Conference, and a guy with a wealth of institutional knowledge when it comes to Big Sky Conference football. So all that and more coming up here on Nuanas. Now, we're not in the studio, but we are broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Northwest Motorsport, new to Missoula. Go check them out on the corner of Stevens and Mount. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Northwest United States. You can also visit nwmsrocks.com. Time now for the Montana Football Hour, the first and last and only Montana Football Hour of the month of July. So, therefore, we're going to sponsor this by SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. Got a bunch of coverage up there already from this Big Sky kickoff, and we are excited to bring you all the comprehensive coverage for the Bobcats, the Grizzlies, and the rest of the Big Sky Conference. And this is exciting, too, because Andrew Houghton, who's worked for us at Skyline in the past, he is now back on the beat, going to help me out covering the Cats, the Grizz, and the rest of the Big Sky, both Skyline and ESPN Missoula. He's going to make plenty of appearances on this show here uh, throughout each week as well. He's also going to do some stuff for us at Missoula Broadcasting. But this is awesome that this is your first day back with Skyline because this also happens to be Skyline's eighth birthday. So when you go on Twitter, if you have your creation date on there, it sends you all the balloons. I would have never even noticed it until the first time I logged into my Twitter account today and I get the balloon graphic. But either way, uh, once upon a time, we embarked on an independent media project which uh, started out as just a 
pretty rudimentary website covering just Bobcat football, and that has now expanded to cover the entire Big Sky Conference, the best FCS league in the Western United States. A lot of people told us we couldn't do it. They told us we were fools for trying to go up against the corporate machine. And I uh, have to say, so proud of what we built at Skyline Sports. Couldn't have done it without my brother Brooks Nuanas, but super cool to have a birthday that also happens to be the return of football across the Big Sky, which also happens to be the return of one of my good buddies and a guy I really enjoy working with. So, Andrew, so much to talk about here, but first and foremost, welcome back, man. Thank you. Uh, it's great to be back. First and foremost, tell people about your story, because you are actually an East Coast guy, but you're a University of Montana alum. That's how we got to know each other, was through the journalism school. Uh, but sort of a cross-country odyssey for you that took you to Cartersville, Georgia, Pocatello, Idaho, and now uh, Missoula, Montana, for the second iteration of your time back here in Missoula. Yeah, third time actually back in nice. Missoula, because I went to college here. I grew up in Washington, D.C., went to college at the University of Montana in journalism school. I uh, got my first newspaper job, as you mentioned, in Cartersville, Georgia, which was very cool if you recognize that name. It's because Trevor Lawrence went there, and I covered his junior and senior years of high school football. Uh, former number one draft pick, now Jacksonville Jaguars quarterback. Um, and then after a year and a half in Cartersville, I didn't know what I wanted to do. I came back across the country to Missoula. And I hooked up with Coulter here covering some, you know, a, a mutual friend gave me his email address, said, you know, if you want to keep writing, this is the guy you should reach out to. So I covered some, some Grizz, some Lady Grizz basketball games, grew into covering the, the Grizz football beat for a little while, um, moved on from that to cover Idaho State football, Idaho State women's basketball for two years in Pocatello. Uh, but Missoula has always called me back and, you know, she did it again. Uh, so I'm, I'm happy. This is my first day, and it, it's been a great first day, and there's no other way I'd want to start again at Skyline Sports and, and ESPN Missoula than at the Big Sky football kickoff. It's been great. This was a surreal day because oftentimes these media conferences, uh, they're awesome, they're facilitated well, but the players and the coaches are getting herded around like a bunch of wildcats. they got to go do this ESPN promo, this Root Sports promo, this SWX interview, and in the meantime, there's another 30 reporters waiting to talk to them. But I thought that my biggest impression from today was every single one of these coaches and players was in a pretty darn good mood because they hadn't had to do this in so long. It was so good to see all these guys. Yeah, exactly, and there was uh, not as many media members here as there have been in the past. Uh, everybody was, was open, and everybody was just excited, and they, they would say this just excited to be back and doing it and this is sort of a, a a task right something to be checked off a box for the coaches and players it's an obligation well when you haven't done it in two years suddenly it represents you know the start of just getting on tracks back towards the football season Montana Football Hour presented by SkylineSportsMT.com. It's our birthday at SkylineSportsMT.com. Go check out all the coverage we got for you get yourself a subscription it's a good one I promise we'll make it worth your while this fall all sorts of news coming out of this Big Sky kickoff. First and foremost, the new Big Sky schedules were released, uh, I guess, Friday for the 2022, 2023, and 2024 seasons. Not much to analyze about that because the only real differences are, one, Southern Utah. This will be their final season in the league. 2021 will be the final season that Southern Utah is in the Big Sky Conference. They have been in the Big Sky since 2012. But they're moving on to the WAC. The Western Athletic Conference has re-added football, so Southern Utah will be a part of that charge. There's a lot of details that go into that. 
I'm actually looking for some sort of an expert on conference membership in itself because I was picking some brains. Nobody, Everybody at the league can explain it pretty well, but they don't want to and can't really go on the record to explain it. But there's some contract stuff that goes into being a member of a league and when you can leave a league. If you leave a league early, if you uh, have to pay some sort of a stipend or fine if you do breach a contract. So I can't explain it articulately enough to pronounce any of that stuff on the radio right now. So therefore, we're going to wait. We're going to find a, an expert. But the one piece of news from the scheduling is twofold. One, Southern Utah obviously off the schedules for 2022 through 2024. Those schedules are now solidified, at least for now. But secondly, uh, that brings the league down to 12 teams, which makes the, the scheduling at least a little bit easier. But the one change that they made was they're making sure that every team has at least one game at home and at least one game away every four-year period at each and every school. So you're not going to have a scenario where I believe like Northern Colorado and Montana State didn't play for five years, period. That's never going to happen again. So every kid at Northern Colorado will play a game in Bozeman and Missoula. Every kid for the Grizz will play a game in Cheney or Ogden at some point during their career, assuming that they stay uh, for four or five years. So uh, the scheduling in the Big Sky continues to be a huge talking point. A lot of times the most successful teams in the league, they get scheduled their way to being successful. But all that said, uh, although the league is not perfect and the scheduling is not perfect, they are making an effort to make it uh, at least more concise and more equal. So I do think they deserve credit for that. There's always going to be complaining. But uh, you'll hear a little bit later on in the show from John Casper, Senior Associate Commissioner with the Big Sky Conference. And like he said... This is, a, this is a formula that never stops. I think Dan Satter, the deputy commissioner who does this, he probably sleeps about one hour a night while he's trying to figure out how to put it all together because every single school has a parameter or a leeway. Like, for example, little parameters that matter. Montana. In Montana, hunting season's huge, right? So neither the Cats or the Grizz want to play on the opening weekend of hunting. Okay, so the Big Sky tries to do their best to put that parameter in. But then when Eastern Washington has some huge science fair on campus or whatever, I mean, there's so many different things that go into determining these things. So it's never going to be perfect. So I think that broadly, Andrew, probably the number one thing here is that we're going to have to wait and see in terms of analyzing how this new schedule plays out. But it seems like they're at least making steps in the right direction. Exactly, and like you said, I mean, the schedule is always going to be a huge part of the conference because you play an unbalanced schedule. Nobody's going to think that it's fair every year, but that's part of what, I mean, we analyze coming into it. We're looking at it and saying, you know, this schedule gives, for example, Montana this year a pretty clean path towards the conference championship if things play out like we think they will. So that's always important. I think that, you know, with Southern Utah leaving, that's something that, people have always, you know, advocated for is the conference needs to get smaller. The satellite members, we don't need them as much anymore. We don't want them. We want to go back towards a balanced schedule. So in that way, you know, you're getting a little bit more of that now. Like like you said, everybody's playing home and away every four years. It is a Monday. It is the Montana Football Hour. You're listening to Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. We've been off for a little while. I was off Wednesday, Thursday, and Friday because I knew I had this big weekend of media stuff coming up. I had a great time playing at the member guest tournament at the Missoula Country Club. Shout out to any and every guy that I crossed paths with uh, during that weekend. It was very fun to spend the weekend out there. Course was in beautiful shape more than anything. Got to see a whole bunch of great supporters of this show. I mean, a lot of folks that listen and uh, 
Ruta Sun. It was pretty cool to see everybody out there. So a great weekend and then also a great sort of close to this chapter to launch us into the next chapter as we embark on the Montana Football Hour in the midst of Nuanas now from the Big Sky Kickoff live here in Spokane, Washington. If you've been watching sports, you've been following the news of the potential and likely exodus of Oklahoma and Texas from the Big 12. This is going to be giant, gigantic dominoes. We already saw the last time there was conference movement, whether it was West Virginia going to the Big 12 or when Utah and Colorado joined the Pac-12. Those were sort of the first iterations of the fracturing of college athletics. That then sort of led to the Big East not really being a football-valid conference anymore. And it led to uh, the Big East basically becoming a power conference in basketball and not in football. And then some of the traditional Big East members that wanted to play football joining different leagues. You have to think that with Oklahoma and Texas on the move, that there's going to be a lot of fracturing that continues now here. And so when we talk about the structure of the Big Sky Conference, I think there's going to be a lot of conference movement that's coming up on the horizon, and we don't need to necessarily go down that rabbit hole right now. But I think that the the news of the weekend on the large college football level is pertinent to us here at the Big Sky Conference because, as we see, stuff like this trickles downhill. So does the Big 12 go after Boise State and Colorado State? Does that make openings in the Mountain West? Who takes those openings? Is North Dakota State going to be in the mix? Montana, Montana State. There's a ton, ton of stuff we can speculate, but broadly, though, it just seems to me that even though Texas and Oklahoma are a world away from the Big Sky Conference, they're not because all of this stuff affects each other. Exactly. I mean, when you, you look at it, I mean, these teams are leaving, that opens spots up. Uh, you know, are we going to go to the Super Conference era, which was rumored back when the Pac-12 was rumored to be expanding? I mean, is the Pac-12 and Big 12 going to merge? Uh, is the SEC going to keep adding teams? There are just so many questions that have to be answered, but you're completely right that it affects, you know, everybody in the country. you need a place to follow all this news or watch any sort of sports in general? You want to watch the NBA draft somewhere? That's later on this week as well, and uh, we'll have a preview of that for you as well. But you can watch any and all of it at the Silver Slipper. Slipper has 55 TVs for you to watch all the sports, whether it's the NFL, the NBA, the draft, Major League Baseball, anything in between the Olympics is rolling right now. The Silver Slipper will certainly have it on for you. They have drink specials every day, 20 Kino machines, a liquor store, and pizza. There's nowhere else you should be watching your favorite teams. At the Slipper, it's all about great food, tasty drinks, and the urge to have a good time. And the card room's back open as well. They have games every single night at 7 p.m. So visit MissoulaPoker.com for more info. Also, stop by the Slipper today and see why the Silver Slipper is one of Montana's best-kept secrets across the street from Walmart on Brooks. Check the Silver Slipper out on Facebook today. Nuwana is now 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television, broadcasting to you live from the Davenport Grand Hotel. If you are watching on TV, we're not in the studio. We are 200 miles away over here in Spokane at the Big Sky Kickoff. And a couple other pieces of news to get to. Andrew Houghton joining me here on Nuanas now. I'm Coulter Nuanas, by the way. Uh, the preseason MVPs were released last night at the banquet. Uh, Eric Berrier, who was a finalist for the Walter Payton Award in the spring, and I think objectively the best quarterback returning in the Big Sky Conference was not, surprisingly, the Big Sky Conference offensive most outstanding preseason player of the year. Trey Walker, uh, an All-American caliber linebacker at Idaho, was the Big Sky Conference preseason defensive most outstanding player. That one, a little bit more of a surprise. A little bit, because you figured that the 
2020 preseason defensive player of the year, Montana linebacker Jace Lewis, of course, is returning this year. Uh, I think that when you get up to, you know, the level that Jace Lewis and Trey Walker are both on, you're picking nits a little bit. I think that they're both really deserving honorees. I think we were we were a little bit surprised, though, just because, you know, Jace Lewis plays for Montana. He has the narrative going because he's stepping into the role of Dante Olson, you know, former Buck Buchanan award winner. Um, I think we thought that, you know, he was pretty much going to be anointed as the defensive player of the year. But Trey Walker's an incredible player, and, you know, he played in the spring, and if that factors in to, you know, the coaches having seen him more recently, feeling that he deserves a little bit of extra credit, seeing the impact that he can make on a football field more recently than they've seen Jace Lewis play, I think, I, I, I think I'm fine with that. And there's always been this argument, too, because this is something I found so fascinating about the Big Sky Conference. Every league needs flagship programs. When the Big Sky first lost teams, when this fracturing first started happening back in the early 1990s when Boise State, Nevada, and Idaho left the league, the league was in a spot where they needed somebody to take the reins and lead them into the late 90s and then into the 21st century. That team quickly, rapidly became Montana because Montana was on a rise already under Don Reed. Dave Dickinson was the quarterback. Then those schools leave. Boise State plays for the national championship in 1994, but then Montana, the following year, when Boise's first out of the league, wins the national championship. That then ensued uh, one of the dominant eras in the history of this league. The Grizz won 12 straight conference championships. They made the playoffs 17 years in a row. And uh, between 2000 and 2009, they won more games than anybody in the history of college football to that point. North Dakota State has then broken that decade-long record this uh, most recent decade. But 109 wins between 2000 and 2009 for Montana. That stamped Montana as one of the strongest brands in all of college football. It also generated a perception that Montana got preferential treatment in the league. I don't think that they got preferential treatment. I think they earned preferential treatment. When you're dominating the league and you're going undefeated pretty much every year in conference play, of course you're going to have more games on TV and more all-conference awards. That's just the way it goes. It's They go hand-in-hand. Hand. One is a consequence of the other. But in the last 10 years, you hear a lot of times around these events that a lot of times the Grizz or, and sometimes even the Bobcats get elevated and maybe... Um, too much credit, too much, uh, too many accolades based on brand name and not actual performance. So you have to wonder, though, because Montana and Montana State didn't play in the spring, how much that affected things. I did expect Jace Lewis, for sure, to be the defensive player of the year, the, the preseason defensive player of the year. And by the way, we'll hear from Jace Lewis here in about 15 minutes as well. I asked him specifically about this. But um, to you... Because five Grizzlies did make the all-conference team, which we will get into in just a minute. Just two Bobcats. I thought there were several Bobcats that got severely snubbed. We'll also get into that in a minute as well. But uh, do you think that there was a little bit more weight put on in both the polls and the, the preseason all-conference teams for the teams that did play in the spring? Yes, I think there was. And I talked to you know Trey Walker's head coach, Paul Petrino, at Idaho. And he said that, yeah, I mean, I think he got a little bit of extra credit for playing in the spring. And be, whether that's because, you know, you get a little bit more respect for just going out and, and doing it and being a part of the schedule. And I 
don't know if there was some resentment towards Montana or Montana State for, you know, opting out of the spring. The conference had a schedule going. You know, there was no, there were no restrictions, COVID restrictions in Montana that would have precluded them from playing. Uh, they they opted out of their own accord. So whether there's some bitterness about that or whether it's just, like I said, the recency bias of seeing Trey Walker make plays, of seeing, and we'll talk about the preseason polls, but seeing Weber State win games that's sitting at the forefront of people's minds and makes it a little bit easier to discount Montana and Montana State because those accomplishments happened two years ago. Montana Football Hour presented by SkylineSportsMT.com. Coming to you live from the uh, Davenport Hotel here in Spokane, Washington. Big Sky kickoff underway. Nuwana is now being broadcast through the Northwest Motorsport Studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport online, nwmsrocks.com. The preseason polls, they mirrored each other. The media and the coaches' polls were exactly the same except for who each thinks is going to be second to last and last. The coaches think that Cal Poly is 12th and Northern Colorado is 13th, while the media thinks Northern Colorado is 12th and Cal Poly is 13th. That's mincing and splicing hairs, but the rest of it, identical. Surprised by that, considering there was so many different um, versions of the last time these teams played. Montana State and Sac State, they have not played a game since the 2019 playoffs. Montana's only played two. Portland State's only played one. And then the rest of the Big Sky played at least a portion of the spring schedule. But not everybody even got through all of that. So a variety of different scenarios here. Yet somehow, some way, these polls mirror each other. So here's how the, the coaches poll and the media poll went, 1 through 11. Weber State, number one. Montana, number two. Eastern Washington, number three. Montana State, number four. Sacramento State, number five. UC Davis was sixth. Northern Arizona, seven. Idaho, eight. Idaho State, nine. Portland State, ten. And Southern Utah, 11. Your reaction initially to the fact that these two polls were exactly the same? Coulter, when I tell you that I was shocked (laughs) to see this come out this way, like, I don't think that word even captures it. We both know how unpredictable this league is. For sure, especially with coaches, because sometimes coaches, they see different things, or maybe they haven't seen a team in a while because of the sun-balanced schedule, or maybe they just don't like an opposing coach. There's a lot of factors that can go into uh, how the coaches vote, yet here we are, and, and it was exactly how the media voted. There are so many variables that go into it. You're absolutely right. When I saw that, I was taken aback. I think I did a double take looking at my computer screen. I just couldn't believe it. I mean, we know that there is going to be a team that comes in and shakes this league up. I mean, it was Sacramento State a couple years ago, UC Davis prior to that. There's going to be a team like that. This league is just too unpredictable because of the variety of styles that are played in this league. There's such stylistic diversity in this league, and we've talked about this a lot. Just between the offenses that people run, the areas where people are even recruiting in, like these teams are built so differently that it's really difficult to predict right away. So to see these two be the same and see everybody on the same page, and you know, my personal poll is a little bit different than some of these, but to see everybody so apparently on the same page is just as crazy to me because I don't know how you can make a judgment about, like you said, Montana State or Montana or Portland State. I mean, this data is two years old, and you're comparing it with teams who played six games in the spring. You're trying to project, you know, development for players two years in the future. I would, I was, I was so taken aback to see this. I mean, I, I would have thrown names basically at a dartboard after the top three. 
Yeah, I mean, that, and I, I, this is the analogy I always make. The Big Sky Conference and FCS football in general is a it's a salary cap sport, whereas the FBS is not. In other words, when your three-year starter at right tackle goes down at Texas, the backup might be young, but he's probably a five-star guy too. When your middle linebacker goes down at Alabama, who's a you know first-round draft pick, the backup, again, he might not be a first-round talent, but if he continues to develop, he's probably going to be an NFL guy. Whereas at Montana, Montana State, Weber State, your premier guy goes down, and some positions you might have some depth, but the guy who's going to be backing him up is not going to be nearly as good, and then that's where so much of luck, scheduling, travel, and all that stuff comes into this thing. You never know when somebody's going to get hurt and how that's going to affect your season. I mean, like... Uh, Weber State, by the end of their playoff run in the spring, they had one starting offensive lineman. So they, you know, they were just decimated by injury, and that affects Big Sky and FCS teams so much more. More here on Nuanas now, debating the preseason polls, the preseason teams. Plus, we're going to hear from some local, statewide contributors here uh, from around this Big Sky kickoff. Coming up next, we're going to analyze the Grizz, some of their all-conference picks, and the fact that they were picked second in each one of these polls. And we'll hear from senior linebacker Jace Lewis, Montana's newest number 37, as well as Dylan Cook, an outstanding story uh, out of Butte, Montana, who is a former NAIA quarterback who's now projected to be a starter on the offensive line for a much-improved Grizz, uh, Grizz team up front. All that and more here on Nuanas Now. Keep it right here on 102.9 ESPN Missoula. The world may have slowed down, but it didn't stop. If you're back on the road and traveling to Missoula, we invite you to give Missoula's Wingate a try. We love our regular corporate guests and offer fantastic service, great year-round rates, and clean and comfortable rooms that will keep you coming back. While you're here, you can rack up the Wyndham Rewards points for free nights or airline miles. And starting in July, you can release some steam in our newly expanded fitness room. The team at Missoula's Wingate would love to make you feel at home kickoff media event commencing on Spokane on Monday. Hello, I am Coulter Nuanas. The 13 head football coaches along with standout players from each of the Big Sky Conference's football affiliated members spent the second to last weekend in July with the media. The league rolled out a variety of announcements including the league football schedules for 2022, 2023 and 2024. Big Sky also announced its preseason award winners highlighted by preseason offensive most outstanding player Eric Berrier, the senior quarterback from Eastern Washington and preseason defensive most outstanding player Trey Walker a senior linebacker at Idaho. Weber State was the consensus pick by the league's coaches and affiliated media as the preseason favorites. The Wildcats have won or shared four consecutive Big Sky titles, including winning the most recent conference crown last spring. WSU has qualified for the FCS playoffs five times in a row, including making the program's first ever run to the semifinals during the 2019 season. The Montana Grizzlies were picked second by both the Big Sky's coaches and media. The Grizz won 10 games in 2019 before electing to play just two in the spring. Eastern Washington was third in each poll, while Montana State was fourth. For more on the preseason poll and preseason all-conference team, tune in to Nuanez Now on Monday beginning at 4 p.m. for all the latest from the Big Sky Kickoff. This ESPN Missoula Sports Center is brought to you by Aspen Sound.
excited for the return of pretty much everything, whether it's football, media days like we're here at the Big Sky kickoff, and, of course, concerts as well. Love when Tommy plays us back in with some Modest Mouse. Can't wait to see Modest Mouse in Missoula later on uh, this year. Definitely one of my favorite live acts, and they always seem to find themselves in the Garden City, so that's always super fun. Welcome back into Nuanas Now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. Maybe you're watching in statewide television, SWX Montana Television. No, we're not late. We're not at the coffee shop. We are just in Spokane, Washington for the Big Sky kickoff. So we're not in the studio, but we are broadcasting through the Northwest Motorsports studio. Go check out Northwest Motorsport. They're new to Missoula. They boast the largest inventory of trucks anywhere in the Pacific Northwest. Trucks, trucks, and more trucks. That's their slogan, and they're definitely not lying. I'm Coulter Nuanas. We're continuing through the Montana Football Hour. Andrew Houghton, brand new once again at uh, both Skyline Sports and ESPN Missoula. Andrew's been a colleague of mine working with me at Skyline uh, on, for several different iterations, and he's been most recently at the Idaho State Journal, covered Idaho State uh, for the newspaper there in Pocatello, Idaho. But now he's back in Missoula, so he will be a contributing member to this radio show and to SkylineSportsMT.com, particularly when it comes to the Montana Football Hour, particularly when it comes to talking Big Sky Conference football. We are here in Spokane because of the Big Sky Conference kickoff. A ton of news coming out of the kickoff. We talked a little bit about the preseason MVPs and Eric Berrier of Eastern Washington, as well as Trey Walker of Idaho. And uh, we talked a little bit about the preseason polls, mostly just how anomalous and rare it was that the media poll and the coaches poll mirrored each other uh, pretty much for the first 11 spots. But we didn't really analyze where the Montana schools fall into this. Nuanas Now is broadcasted to you live across the great state of Montana. Thanks to our great friends at ABC Fox Montana and SWX Television. And so I know that our core audience is most interested in the Grizz and the Bobcats. So we'll start with the Grizzlies. The Grizzlies come in at number two in both the coaches and the media poll. Weber State got seven of the first place votes in the coaches poll. Montana and Eastern Washington, the second most tied with two each votes from um, coaches in the league. In the media poll, Weber State got 14 first place votes, including Andrews. Montana got four. One ahead of Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington and Montana State each got three in the preseason poll from the media. The Grizz played two games in the spring, but they have not played an official, uh, I shouldn't say an official game because the games were real games in the spring. They just weren't part of the FCS uh, playoff picture or the actual official FCS postseason uh, chase. And so the last time the Grizz played games of consequence within the conference race or the FCS national race came in 2019. That Grizz team went 10 and 4. They lost 17 to 10 to Weber State in the quarterfinals of the FCS playoffs. And I know a good year to be certain, but also one uh, where Bobby Houck remains unsatisfied. Coach Houck led the Grizz to three national championship games in seven years between 2003 and 2009. An unbelievable 47 and 6 record against Big Sky Conference competition in his seven seasons. Seven Big Sky Conference crowns in a row. I mean, I mean, just the, the accolades go on and on and on. 31-1 and one in the league his last four years at the helm. So I know that even though Montana has made improvements and they're sitting here as a team that is a potential top-five team in the country and a top-two team in the conference, still a lot to be uh, had if you're Montana compared to what Bobby Haug and his staff want the expectations for this team to be. That said, Andrew, Montana is the one team that didn't really have any sort of resume coming out of the spring that then also was... Uh, 
got accolades because of that. They were second uh, as far as all-conference players with five, and they're number two in the polls ahead of Eastern Washington, who was a playoff team in the spring, ahead of Montana State, who also hasn't played since 2019, but owns four wins in a row over the Grizzlies and advanced one round farther in the FCS playoffs. So the Grizz, I know we're both high on them. We think that they return a lot of great players. Uh, Their performances in the spring even against uh, sort of overmatched opponents were eye-opening. But all that said, Montana at number two in each poll, your reaction? I think it just stamps the Grizzlies once again as, you know, a conference contender. And it means that people are taking seriously what Bobby Houck has been able to do in his second go-round as the Montana Grizzlies head coach. Everybody knew that there would be some growing pains, some issues when he came back. He consistently said that he was going to build this program back up into a championship contender. That was the only goal for him, to win another national championship, to win another Big Sky championship. He's done that, and he's done it well enough that, you know, even though they haven't played, and I don't count their spring games at all, you know, there's nothing you can take away from those. They played two home games against a really undermanned Portland State team, uh, and, and who was the second one? Uh, against Cesar Washington, a D2 team that's a solid D2 program, but whose All-American running back entered the transfer portal less than a week before the game, whose starting quarterback stayed home because he had shoulder surgery. So Cesar Washington was not at full strength when they were in the Missoula either. Yeah, I take nothing away from those two games, but that just makes it more impressive what he did in 2019 to still get this lofty ranking after essentially you know two years away. From the Grizz perspective, good respect for Montana on the all-league teams. Robbie Houck, uh, Jace Lewis, both on the defensive side of the ball for the Grizzlies. Matt O'Donohue, OD, the snapper, the long snapper, and uh, one of the, the fan favorites for sure, OD, is um, he was also selected to the all-conference team. And then on the offensive side of the ball, Samuel Kim at wide receiver and Conlon Beaver at offensive tackle. So Beaver, Kim, uh, they are both uh, seniors there on the offensive line, as is Jace Lewis as a senior. They're at linebacker Robbie Halka Jr. and Matt O'Donohue is senior. So four seniors and a junior for the Grizzlies on the preseason all-league team. Uh, no real surprises, no real snubs. I think every single one of those guys deserve it. Every single one of those guys got my vote, and uh, so I think that was pretty darn solid. No real controversy besides maybe Jace Lewis not getting the preseason MVP, but I talked to Jace Lewis about exactly that. Here's an interview with Jace Lewis and Dylan Cook as part of our Garden City Spotlight, which is presented by Dr. Gene Morris of Oral Surgical Associates in Missoula. It's been a long time since you've been preparing for a full actual season, so does this event sort of symbolize the, the beginning of, of this upcoming fall? Yeah, I think it definitely does. I think it's, it's good to see everyone out here and excited to start playing, and we couldn't be more happy to be here and represent Montana, and we're definitely ready to get back going in the fall. Jason, it seems like despite the fact that it's been a lot of turmoil, the enthusiasm remains among the Grizz. So how excited are you guys to get back at it in the fall? No, we're, we're fired up. We had a good spring playing those two games, and then that led us into the into summer workouts. So, and we had a great summer. I know Coach Hopkins saying he's fired up. He's ready to go next week. But, but no, we're, we're pumped to get into fall camp and, and get, get things going again. Dylan, one of the primary narratives around Montana last couple years has been the offensive line, trying to get the offensive line back on track. Seems like that unit has come along quite a bit. So where have you seen the offensive line grow here these last couple years? The biggest place I've seen it grow is definitely in its confidence. We can definitely know we can push people around now and we can come off the ball hard now. And we couldn't do that a couple years ago. And, and uh, it goes into 
coaching and it goes into accountability with each other. We hold each other to a high standard of, of improvement. We, we demand a lot out of each other. I think everyone stepped up to that, to that call. I'm a former offensive lineman too, so there's a lot of mental stuff that goes into, like you're saying, moving people off the ball, right? So how do you hone that both as an individual and as a group? Um, we do a lot of technical stuff, and we, we work with each other, and we watch each other and make sure we're all on the same page with our calls. And, with, and uh, another big aspect is just confidence and getting the young guys in the game and us getting the score high enough to where the young guys can get in the game and, and see what it's like on a college field and realize that it's, it's not, not too bad. Seems like you got some more depth now, too, and guys that can move around playing a couple different positions and stuff like that, too. So um, what's it taking? What has got into that in, in terms of just, you know, maybe being able to play both tackle spots like you can? Uh, mainly just getting depth, finally. We have enough people so we can experiment. We can throw people in different positions and, and see how they fare. And if they're not too good, we can teach them up. We have time to teach them up, and we have depth that if we don't need them at that position, we can try them at another one. Jace, obviously the primary storyline involving you this last month has been you get number 37. Congratulations, by the way. That's awesome, and I, I'm glad I'm happy for you. Um, but an interesting circumstance with the way that this one was passed down, and I know that probably not the venue to talk about Jesse at this moment, but um, what do you think of just being the guy that gets this honor and, and sort of carrying on that legacy, especially when it comes from a guy you were such good friends with? Yeah, it just makes it that much more special, you know, and he wanted me to wear it. I don't think it's and I mean, it's special either way, but now I think if you get the jersey, it, it means a little bit more something now. And I mean, when I, when I, I mean, when it came out officially, it, I, don't know, I was just I was kind of emotional about it at first. But no, it's it's awesome, and just to carry on his legacy, just through hard work and selflessness. So I'm excited. As a small town Montana guy, do you have any memories of 37? Or do you have a 37 that was a favorite of yours when you were growing up? Yeah, I, I Featherston, I'm pretty good friends with him. So I, I mean, I watched him a lot. I mean. Wags uh, and Tucker's shot because I played against him my freshman year of high school and he was just an animal. So I was like, I was like, he's gonna be 37. Then he finally got it. But I'm pretty good friends with him too. But I mean, and Jesse. So I mean, those those guys, I've always looked up to him and I've always I, like wanted to be them. You're probably a little young to remember Lauren Utterback, huh? Yeah, yeah. He remind he you remind me of him so much. He was 37 when I was in school in Montana. So yeah, you guys remind me of each other quite a bit. So um, let's talk about running backs in this league because I think that there's five All-American caliber guys, including the one you guys got. So, first of all, Dylan, what do you think Marcus Knight brings to the table? I know he's going to have a, a little bit of a delayed season maybe or, or wherever, wherever he might fit in. But where do you think he fits into the running back talent in this league? I think he fits in really well. He's the type of guy, you know, there's two types of running backs, ones that need no line and ones that don't. He's one of the guys that doesn't really need no line. He uh, will we'll run our scheme and we'll do our thing, but he'll make us right however he can. His versatility is through the roof. What do you think of just the dynamic of all the defensive players that return in this league? And, and I voted for you for defensive player of the year. So is that a motivating factor at all? Or do you even think about that? Maybe going and trying to win the postseason version of that award? Yeah, because, like, I mean, last year when I got it, you know, before he, Coach Hopkins always told me, you know, it only matters if you get at the end of the season. So I feel I feel like it's an honor to get it preseason, but it's all about how you play during the season, too. So I'm, I'm excited for Trey and, and, and uh, Eric Berry. Berry I, I'm happy for him, but no, yeah, it's a little bit of motivation going into the, the fall. Last question for you guys then. What's the goal between now and September 4th when you head to Seattle? Become the championship caliber team that we know we are. Yeah, exactly, and win. I mean, that's what we want to do is win.
Just win, baby. Al Davis at his finest, but also Jace Lewis at his finest as well. Welcome back. Nuana is now. Jace Lewis and Dylan Cook, kind enough to join us as part of our Garden City Spotlight. Are you looking for an oral surgeon in Missoula who offers compassionate care, advanced technology, and comprehensive treatment? Well, Gene Morris, Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates, he's the doctor for you. At Oral Surgical Associates, Dr. Morris provides a full range of care, including implants, emergency surgeries, and wisdom teeth removal. Dr. Morris and his staff use advanced imaging technology for more accurate diagnosis and effective treatments, while also using innovative techniques to treat a wide range of problems. To benefit from this outstanding level of care, schedule an appointment with Dr. Gene Morris at Oral Surgical Associates today, oralsurgicalassociates.com. Go visit them. Proud presenting sponsor of our Garden City Spotlight, highlighting some of the best athletes from across the city of Missoula each week here on Nuanez Now. That's the Grizz side of things from here at the Big Sky Kickoff. Let's hear from the Bobcat side of things. Keep it right here. It's Nuanez Now, 1029. ESPN Missoula. Blackfoot Communications is actively supporting the communities we serve across Montana and Idaho. We are installing hundreds of miles of fiber in our service territories, increasing the broadband experience in our rural communities. We are delivering remote workforce solutions for our business communities. We are creating new, innovative solutions for our local entrepreneurs and enterprise organizations. Learn how your company can benefit. Call today at 541-5000 or go to blackfootbusiness.com. Blackfoot Communications. Connect to more. This is Nuwana's Now on 102.9 ESPN Radio Missoula. Welcome back. Montana Football Hour on Nuanez Now. It's 102.9 ESPN Missoula, as well as SWX Montana Television. If you're watching on TV, you can see the Northwest Motorsports Studio. We're not in it, but happy to be bringing you back the Montana Football Hour. This one presented to you by Skyline Sports. It's our eighth birthday, so go check out SkylineSportsMT.com. So happy and proud to have gotten to eight years as a business and a multimedia company and could not have done it without our great partnership with ESPN Missoula and the opportunity I was provided to host this daily radio and television show across the state that means so much to me. We're coming to you live from Spokane, Washington. You want to check out Northwest Motorsport? Go to nwmsrocks.com. That's nwmsrocks.com. Andrew Houghton. Newly back in the saddle at both Skyline as well as ESPN Missoula. Joining me, Coulter Nuana is here uh, from the Davenport Hotel in uh, Spokane, Washington for the Big Sky Kickoff, which is the annual media days uh, for the conference. And uh, it's been a long time since we've been here. So great to be back in the saddle. Give you a little analysis on the Grizz and their all-conference selections, uh, as well as being picked second in each of the preseason media polls by both the coaches and the media. Now they'll talk about the Cats. Montana State came in at number four. Uh, in both polls, they got one vote from the coaches. I know who it is. I'm not going to tell you. Uh, and they got one. They got three votes from the media as far as the uh, uh, first place voting went. But fourth place for both Montana from Montana State in both polls. And probably though the bigger storyline. Taylor Tuiasasopo, a senior offensive guard, and Troy Anderson, a senior do everything who's expected to play outside linebacker this year for the Bobcats. The only two all-conference selections uh, for Montana State on the preseason all-league team. Um, 
I have some thoughts on this, but first I'll let Andrew give his thoughts on Montana State being picked to finish fourth and just two all-conference selections for the Bobcats. Yeah, I thought that was a little bit of a surprise in the polls. I think that that we both think that Weber State, Montana, and Montana State are are sort of a class above everybody else in the league, so it was really surprising to see the Bobcats drop below Eastern Washington in fourth place. Uh, Eastern Washington's a good team. Eastern Washington has maybe the best player in the conference, and he plays the most important position in quarterback Eric Barrier, who was named the preseason offensive player of the year. Eric Barrier is incredible. Eric Barrier will keep Eastern Washington in every game. But I think that when you start looking at the rest of the rosters below him, you look at the offensive and defensive lines, you look at the talent in the front seven on defense, you look at even the skill positions. I mean, I think Montana State really, really, really matches up well with Eastern Washington. Eastern Washington uh, is a team that scores a lot of points because they have a high-flying offense and they have a great quarterback. Eastern Washington is also a team that gives up a lot of points. They really struggle defensively, um, you know, and that was the same in the spring season. And this might be a case of, again, teams that played in the spring season, do you get a little bit of extra credit? If you do, maybe maybe you have Eastern Washington ahead of Montana State. I think that you would have to give them a lot of extra credit for playing in the spring and a lot of extra credit for having Eric Barrier, who's, you know, again, the biggest X Factor in the league. But you'd have to give them a lot of credit to have them ahead of Montana State. I thought the three biggest snubs on the all-conference, preseason all-conference team came from the Bobcats. But before we get to that, we're going to get to this. Got a chance to catch up with Brent Vegan, Montana State head football coach here from the Big Sky kickoff. Brent Vegan on Nuwana is now, 1029 ESPN Missoula. First of all, Coach, what do you think of just being at this event? Does this sort of feel like a symbolic beginning to football finally, the return of football for Montana State? Yeah, and you've seen them you know, pop up across the country um, at the FBS level as well. So, yeah, it's, you know, things are moving forward. Um, it's been great to, to meet you know, people in person that I'd only met virtually at this point. Uh, so it's, yeah, it's good. And, I, you know, I think it, it's apparent that uh, the big sky is uh, making a push to continue to promote our brand of football. Uh, and excited to be a part of it, for sure. One of the main storylines for this uh, room is that there's only a couple real established quarterbacks in the league. There's all sorts of uh, teams that have potential quarterback battles and all that. I know you guys have have had uh, a lot of guys getting reps at quarterback as well, so when you do have competition at quarterback coming into a season, how has that influenced the way fall camp plays out, the way you prepare for a year? Well, you know, I I think think it's good. I I know that ultimately you're probably going to go through a season and have to play with more than one guy I think you got to prepare for that and, and you know that fall fall camp piece is that uh, final preparation uh, piece of the puzzle I guess and, and I know our guys I think left spring in a better place than they started um, I'm hopeful that they start fall in a better place than they left spring and you know I know this summer um, Matt Tucker Casey Tommy have all had a chance to to lead the guys um, and, and honestly that's an area I think they all need to continue to grow in um, along with their knowledge of what we're doing um, yeah because I you know I think we all know that to be ultimately the uh, as successful as you want, you got to play well at that position, and I, you know, I'm, I'm pleased with the guys that we have in position to do that, and really excited just to see where they're at right now. Offensive line play, the evolution of it, especially uh, in the non-Power Five leagues, has been fascinating to me. I know I've asked you about your offensive line specifically, but just broadly, what is your philosophy in terms of recruiting and developing offensive linemen? Well, I think as you go down, um, 
let's let's say you know the very elite programs, you know, on down through the Group of Five and the FCS. Um, I think your perspective changes a little bit. If you're at the very top, you can kind of have these cookie cutter sizes and everything that you look for. I know where I've been um, at, at Wyoming and North Dakota State, and now Montana State. You, you got to find guys that maybe look. Um, they're not. They don't look all the same. Different shapes and sizes. Um, but you're looking for toughness. You, uh, you know, guys that uh, you know to play in there. You have to be a tough sucker, and I think that's something you're trying to find. Competitive nature. Um, I know we're looking for guys that uh, that will develop. You know, and so sometimes the way they look. Um, as high school seniors, I mean, you really have to project, and you know, uh, it's apparent that uh, you know they've been able to do that um, with a couple of the guys that we have, and we need to continue to do that because uh, because that is the the foundation offensively. I you know I wholeheartedly believe that uh, you know. Big Sky football or FCS football is not seven on seven. You need to implement those offensive linemen, and they they're very impactful um, not only in the run game but the, the pass game as well. So um, it's going to be dang important for us to you know continue to develop our guys, continue to recruit the right type of guys, and that's a real priority. Since spring ball got over, how much analysis have you done as far as the rest of the league, kind of preparing for maybe the teams that are on your schedule? You know, um, uh, some, and I know our position, our, our, our position coaches, our assistant coaches, um, certainly have done some. But I think typically, what I've been around in the off season is that uh, that your preparation is for your your first first few games because that's generally, you know, uh, the information that you're going to have. I know by the time we get to the conference season, we'll have, you know, more games to add to the slate of what we're looking at for those opponents. So I, I think uh, you know what was important for us is to see. Okay, Okay, are there are there any particular schemes um, offensively or defensively that we want to address in fall camp? Um, and I think we've identified um, those needs and, and go from there. And then, you know, each week as we uh, we take on a new opponent, just uh, dig in from there. One of those deepest groups, at least in my analysis, in this league is the running backs group, and Isaiah Fonte is a part of that. So uh, how important do you think it is to have an elite-level running back at this level, and uh, what do you think makes him special? Well, I think it's I think it's important. I think it's important to have depth there too. You know, um, you know Isaiah and, and all these top backs only have so much tread on the tires, and Isaiah hasn't made it through a whole season. So, I think our continued development of uh, uh, depth there is critical. But to your question about having you know elite back or even an elite room, I, I think that's that's important. I, I think uh, you know anybody that uh, has any intentions of running the football, you can't be average back there. And I think the nature of that position. And again, that's a position they come in all shapes and sizes. There's some really good backs that find their way to the FCS level. Really good backs. Um, and we're fortunate to have one in Isaiah. And I, I think we have some emerging guys behind him. So we can feel like, you know, we can look at his durability over the long haul so that we have him all season. That seems to be the consensus is to have an elite guy, you actually have to have an elite room, right? Because that's what's going to keep him elite, right? No question. I, I know a key to our success um, tail end at NDSU is we typically we had two elite guys exactly. you know we were I think I think all you know each of our last three years there we had 2,000 yard rushers now you're playing 15 games so it's a little bit deceiving from that perspective but being able to split the load um, whether that's amongst two guys three guys I think it is critical because if, if you make it to the top at this level it's a long road you know uh, that's a lot of carries uh, that have to be doled out and if, if you're trying to lean them all to one guy um, you know you're, you're really 
lot of things that are pretty tough if you think one guy can do that. One story I'm doing is about uh, the explosiveness in the return game because I think Weber State has done that as well as anybody in the country the last couple years with Rashid Shaheed. Obviously, Bobby Houck has a great reputation as a guy that can draw up special teams plays too. So as you guys transition with B.J. Robertson moving on, what's over your overall thought about the special teams units and how impactful can an explosive returner be? I think it's huge. I, I think uh, whether it's you know, those, those lines and big sky games, um, obviously you get into the playoffs, you know, uh, special teams plays can win or lose you the games. And, and you know, you want to walk off of the field each each Saturday saying, all right, we had an edge there. And whether that's hidden yardage, um, you know, you know, your success in the, the kicking game um, from a field goal extra point perspective, um, the explosives, whether it's you eliminating or you creating one, I think all those things are very important. And I know under Coach Schote, uh, you know, special teams were a priority. And, and BJ was a big part of that. Um, certainly we've made a shift since BJ left, but it's going to continue to be a priority. I know we have young, unproven specialists. Um, but talented. But talented, yeah. And uh, I know they they know uh, how important they are. Um, you know, and in a return game, I think we have we have some real good candidates to to continue on that. But it's a you know, it's certainly about the returner, but it's about ten other guys out there taking pride in that rep. You know, and that's that's one thing um, that that I understand wholeheartedly is you know you got to have a mix of guys that are, are regulars that are backups, but the, the ten guys uh, you throw out there in addition to your returner, um, they have to understand that rep is every bit as important as an offensive defensive rep. Um, field chains, you know, field position changes hands more on those plays than any others, and you know we got to be on the right side of the equation. Talking to both Lewis and Amandre, they said that you know, sort of the, the internal culture, the cohesiveness of the locker room, uh, seems as strong as it's ever been. But then they've been appreciative of some of the tweaks and, and schematic things, and, and some of the new voices and new teaching methods you guys have brought in. So, what's that balancing act been like? Sort of taking over a veteran team that does have good chemistry, but also trying to you know, put your own spin on it and, and maybe accentuate and, and accelerate some of the things that maybe they was missing. Well, it was it was taking a kind of a long game approach through the spring semester. Um, you know, I certainly had some ideas based on my experience, what I thought it should look like, but at the same time, understood that uh, you know it wasn't broke by any means. So, so allowing some of the those ideas to sink in with me, and then you know we got to the end of spring, and then really kind of tying that all together. Um, you know, we certainly you know coaching wise and schematic wise made some changes right from the get-go, but from a culture perspective on the way things were done, really wanted that to continue to marinate, I guess, so to speak. And, you know, I think when you bring in um, new coaches, whether it's a head coach or a combination of that with assistants, you know, you're bringing in a collective experience there, too, that is not just relative to mine, it's relative to all everybody's uh, collective experience. And we've been able to, I think, mix things together real well. I think uh, I think the biggest thing with our, our guys is to allow them to communicate, you know, um, allow them to, to tell, tell me and our assistants, you know, you know, the things that are really important to them, um, the things that maybe weren't so important and then be able to, you know, implement, um, some of our new ideas, but then strengthen the things that have been going on. So, um, a little bit of psychology, a little bit of analysis. I don't know. It's all that kind of wrapped up in one. Last question for you then. Between now and September 4th, when you head to Laramie, what are the goals for this team? What are you trying to get accomplished? Well, finish strong here this week um, with, with the team uh, in the weight room. Uh, and then, you know, I think uh, as we go through August, um, 
continue to solidify our our starting positions, but grow our depth. You know, we'll have some new faces that we'll bring in that uh, weren't with us in the spring. Well, that's incoming freshmen, a few transfers that uh, we need to figure out pretty quickly where they fit in the mix. Um, because, you know, whoever we throw out there is that starting 11 on either side of the football on the fourth. That's going to change. That's going to evolve. And we need guys um, behind them in position to step up. And, you know, that's that's where fall camp and especially the first couple weeks are so, so important to, uh, you know, now our guys are going through our systems for the second time. Um, confidence, uh, knowledge, whatever. I mean, all those things uh, building off of the physical changes that, that occurred during the summer. Um, you know, that's the biggest thing is just uh, – you know, to continue to evolve as a, as a football team, um, you know, and obviously then get ready for uh, for the Wyoming Cowboys and, and the challenges they're going to pose. Montana State head football coach Brent Vegan joining us on Nuanez now. Appreciate him for taking the time. That concludes the first Montana football hour for the 2021 season. We had some in the spring for the truncated spring season, but now we're rolling. Coulter Nuanas, Andrew Houghton, broadcasting to you live from the Big Sky Kickoff in Spokane, Washington. And hour one in the books, it was a great one, featuring interviews with Jace Lewis and Dylan Cook from the University of Montana, as well as Brent Vegan, who you just heard from there, new Montana State head football coach, plus some analysis about the change in TV schedules, the preseason polls, and the preseason all-conference teams. I got a rant about the all-conference teams. That's what we're going to start with in hour number two. Plus, Sam Herter, Hero Sports, John Casper, Senior Associate Commissioner from the Big Sky Conference, will each join us here on Nuanez now as well. Keep it right here, 1029 ESPN Missoula, SWX Montana Television. Sports Bet Montana is powered by the Montana Lottery. Join in on the excitement for Sports Bet Montana by betting on your favorite sports and teams, both collegially and professionally. There are multiple ways to bet, including in-game, which gets you into the action live as the game unfolds, and parlay betting, where you could have a chance to win big. Sportsbet Montana is a secure and interactive way to win while watching your favorite sports. Bets can be placed securely on the mobile app while at an authorized Sportsbet Montana location or by using the Sportsbet Montana kiosk located at approved vendors. Montana bettors have wagered more than $28 million since Sportsbet Montana launched almost a year ago, and in that time, bettors have won more than $25 million. Sportsbet Montana's retail partners have more than $1.7 million in commission. Head on down to your authorized Sportsbet Montana locations and get in on the fun today. Get Commencement ready at the Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Their grad fair sale is going on right now if you visit msubookstore.org. Free regalia? When you purchase a diploma frame at the MSU Bookstore, you can obviously visit the MSU Bookstore on the Montana State campus. The Montana State Bookstore, your best place for blue and gold on game day or any other day. Visit on campus or at msubookstore.org.